Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Onside Chicks. I'm your host, Kaylee Chikoski, and I'm here with Jordan Arard Coupe. And our wish came true from last week. We, did. Want, we wanted some drama, and we certainly got some drama to work with. We got it. And it's not just my terrible internet. It's actual drama. It's, so. I, I know. I Kaylee's having a pretty rough night with her internet connection right now. I couldn't even see the video. I didn't know when I was supposed to start talking, and then I was still <laughs> muted, and then the video started to play, and I was like, wait, okay. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm going to wing it. It's like kind of when you're in an intersection, you can't see past the car turning the other way, and you're just like, I'm just going to go, and if I die... Yeah. I die. So yeah, was, it's my time to go. Yeah. So that was <laughs> me. But yes, we did get a ton of drama. So do we want to jump into Julio Jones? <laughs> I think that's the direction we have to go in right now. Yeah, because this is so much going on. So there's so many layers to this. Obviously, it started with... There were rumors already um, up in the air, probably not going to happen, but this really kind of got catapulted by Shannon Sharp, who called Julio Jones live <laughs> on The Undisputed. Basically, he didn't know that he was on live. No one decided to stop that train in its tracks. No one decided to let him know. Yeah, no and one was like, this might be a bad idea. It's it's so bad. And then it, they it was so unprofessional, is what it was. Yeah. And you could tell he had no idea because he's like, hey, like he switched over to his car Bluetooth. Like it was just so casual and casual. casual. And I have to imagine, I don't know, but I have to imagine that on these type of sets, like, yeah, he could hear people in the backgrounds, but I have to imagine that they often have conversations off the record, off the, off of camera. And he just had no idea. So he's yeah. like, I'm out of there talking about Atlanta. Um, basically, I guess he was seen wearing a Dallas Cowboys shirt. So he was like, what about the Cowboys? He's like, I just want to go somewhere where I'm going to win. Definitely not going to Dallas. It was a whole thing. Yeah, it, w it was pretty. I remember watching it and just being like, oh, my God. Like, this is happening. And I yeah. did. I have to say, I will admit, I enjoyed it. Like I thoroughly enjoyed watching it because I think it is, it's super entertaining. Usually we have to hear everybody be super professional and they sugarcoat everything and they're keeping everything hush hush. And which is like the way you have to handle these situations. It was definitely entertaining to just hear him be so brutally honest about the situation. But at the same time, when you're looking at it, I feel so bad for the Falcons because they just lost any upper hand that they had in trade conversations. Cause now if people call, they know he wants out in his mind. He's out. So it, it's just such a dumpster fire right now. It is. And yeah, you're right. It really diminishes what they're able to ask for in value and equity for Julio Jones. And I think people, are looking at this from Julio Jones perspective, which I think he is upset about it. And I have no doubt that a lawsuit is at least in discussion as a possibility, but I do think overall it doesn't hurt him as much as it hurts the team. And I think when exactly. it comes to the team, there's been no conversation around a legitimate offer. Right. And from what, you know, our understanding is up until this point, there's been no legitimate offers made based on what they would want for him, which from what I'm understanding would be an early round draft pick, probably some additional draft picks in later rounds. And then obviously a team that's able to accommodate 
a $15 million cap hit. So I think that's the tough part is that there's not a lot of teams out out there that are going to be able to do it. And now you really alienated any sort of big offer, any sort of like driving power they had to really turn up the heat when it came to what they were asking for in return. So this sucks for the yeah, Falcons. Yeah, no, I feel really bad for the Falcons. Yeah. yeah, I I'm honestly interested to see if a lawsuit comes about. Um, and we just talked about this on Play the Bay, but it is obviously illegal to do that, and it's a federal lawsuit if Julio Jones was not in California, which I'm assuming he was not. So if they want to press charges on this, especially Julio Jones, this could go pretty. Yeah, no, it far, can get, um, it especially can get with how much intense. it's blown up. Yeah, it's, and I mean, honestly, he could sue them for the amount of his contract if it comes down to impacting actual trades going through. Definitely. And this, I saw, I was reading an article today about how the Falcons had already called the league. Like the Falcons were freaking out. Like this is, things are already, I don't know how in motion things are, but people are definitely upset and things are moving. And now it doesn't just go back on to Sharp. It also goes on to Fox Network because nobody there thought it was a, like at that point, that's like, like worst case scenario cut to commercial like get out of there like do something to stop it or have a producer like that you know a producer's in his ears have someone put a stop to it instead they it looked like they were egging it on like it was totally normal totally casual and at this point so now fox network spot fox sports who has major con uh contracts with the league could now be in jeopardy now I don't know if they'll take it to that extent, but that's how far it could go. And now this one phone call on this one show could jeopardize major contracts and deals for Fox Network moving forward. Yeah, and not to mention just off-the-record relationships with players, team executives, insiders. You, You just You really hurt your credibility. You hurt any potential of a player calling in and, and giving you... because. That happens all the time, right? Yeah. It happens off camera. It happens off the record. They get a vibe. And that's why when they get on these shows and they're like, we really feel like he's just over Atlanta. I mean, that's because they talked to someone and they were like, I'm over Atlanta. I'm out yeah. of here, right? But they're not going to say that because obviously professionalism, confidentiality, that's how you build trust with network to player and network to league relationships. So I, I can't imagine anybody picks up the phone for him no. at least in the I next saw one agent tweet. And he was like, this is why I don't let any of my guys go on this show. Yeah. He was like, there's a reason I tell them to stay away. And it's like, like things like that. You're just digging your own grave at that point. If people can't trust you, especially in this industry, it's all about trust and it's yeah. all about communication. And for you to just completely blow that, Live on air. It was brutal. Brutal. Where let's talk about do you, one, do you think this trade is going to go through? Obviously, it would probably come next week after June 1st, so they yeah. don't get a cap hit for it. But do you think this trade is going through? 
I, so originally, if you had asked me before that phone call, I would have said absolutely not. And like looking at Julio Jones contract on the Falcons, it does put them in cap space hell. So I'm like to clear up cap space, it makes sense, but losing Julio Jones just doesn't feel like an option. Now, after the way he was talking about it and the way he's looking at it, it feels like it's kind of inevitable right now. So the one question, I don't think it's if he's going to get traded. I think it's what he's going to get traded for and where he is going to go. I think that's the questions, like the major questions that we should be asking right now. And those are big question marks because any team that's going to have to take him on, like you said, you're going to have to pay him big because that's what he's owed. And also there's a like, you're going to have to offer up a lot for him. This is one of the best to ever do it. He's not just going to sneak away. So there's a lot that goes into it. And, uh, but I, I'm convinced that he's out of Atlanta. I agree. I, I, this is the nail in the coffin on that situation. And I think here's the thing. He's, he's 32 years old and he's coming off. win. He, he, he wants to win. He wants he wants a ring. He's also coming off injury. And I do think that there's I don't know that he's necessarily worth the money someone's gonna pay this year for him. But mm-hmm. but yeah, you're also committing to him for two years. That's how his contract is set up. So yeah. you're not just getting a one-year deal. You're you're gonna have to deal with him or trade him or restructure, do something with his contract to make it work if you don't want to commit to him in the long term. But but yeah, I, I just I think it's inevitable. I let's talk landing spots. So we we got two comments. So we'll we'll talk through those and then we'll talk through where we think he's gonna go. So the first Julio to the Jaguars for Marvin Jones and a second round pick. Not mad about it. Don't think it'll be enough, but not mad about it, especially where I think he's gonna go. Um, I would rather him be in Jacksonville, but yes, um, don't know if it'll be enough, but I wouldn't mind. The other one, if Julio goes to Green Bay, does Aaron Rodgers come back? I I think this, I talked about this in my video today. I think if the one thing is realistically, yes, I think that would make Aaron Rodgers super excited. And it's kind of like an apology to him. Like the organization is like, listen, we have messed up majorly in the drafts over the last couple of years for you. Here is one of the greatest receivers ever. Enjoy. Come back. Please be happy, at least for the year. The problem is Green Bay has no freaking money. They went out of their way to pay Devontae Adams, which was something that we both wanted, but we didn't think was possible. And then yeah. they made it happen. So I just don't think they have the capability to pay him theoretically I think this is best case scenario for him and for Aaron Rodgers because the Packers are a team that can easily go and get a ring he could be the little cherry on top and then it makes Aaron Rodgers happy but money wise I just don't know if it's feasible yeah they're a lot closer to the finish line of what he wants than probably Mm -hmm. some of the other teams that are in the mix and in this conversation and we will touch on Aaron Rodgers later but I I don't necessarily know I do think this would be a ton of incentive for him, but I do think the bridge has been burned so badly at this point. And I do think that I, I think it has so much less to do now with weapons around him and, and organizational support as an, as an overall theme. But I do think it is more about him. And I, I think at this point it's kind of too little too late. I Julio Jones. Fantastic. 
any quarterback is going to be happy to have him in their mm-hmm. room. But at the end of the day, I think Aaron Rodgers is making decisions way less based on get me support and more based on what he wants to do and where he sees himself long term and and maybe not even long term, but at least how does he ride out the rest of his career in a place that he wants to play for? So I don't I wouldn't be totally convinced that this really heavily impacts the Aaron Rodgers situation at this point. But if this was a month ago, yeah, absolutely. But now coming up on We'll talk more Aaron Rodgers stuff. And he's, <laughs> he seems so far gone from the Packers that it, it's hard to imagine that this at all kind of plays an impact. But, you know, I would love to see it. Yeah. So. No, it's going to be interesting. I have the place. All right, here, I'll ask you, where do you want him to go versus where you think he'll go? Because I'm definitely torn in this. Tell me what you think. Um, I want so the the okay so there's two places that i think just make sense and they're the Mm -hmm. two places that are at the top of this conversation which again makes sense there's a reason cap space plays into this entire thing probably the most majorly right so i I think the patriots obviously have the money this seems like a patriots move um if anyone's going to take a 32 year old wide receiver coming off a hamstring injury uh, it's going to be the Patriots right now. They, they're they so tired of being mediocre. They went on a spending spree. They did what they needed to do. They got all these players. Now they've got to put every single thing they can around Cam Newton to really test this out, right? They've got their backup quarterback in Mac Jones, but this is 100% them sending the signal of, hey, we're doing everything we can to make Cam Newton successful. And if he's not, we have no remorse cutting him loose next year. So, yeah. and I and I think that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to find the formula to win again, right? They're tired of being mediocre. They experienced it for one whole year and they just couldn't handle it. So now, <laughs> God now they're, forbid. God forbid. Now they're back. They're trying to, they're trying to get the answer to an equation as quickly as possible. So that means throwing everything they have at Cam Newton and seeing what works. And if Julio Jones is an easy fit. He fits your cap space. You can make it happen. You don't have to give up too much. And you're confident about having pieces in the future and not relying on those early round draft picks next year. 100% do it. Where I think is a more likely destination for him is Tennessee. Um, oh, which does is, that kill you? It would kill me. I would hate it <laughs> so much. Um, but would be a great addition. It's honestly, it makes the most sense of any team in the league, but also just of any kind of free agent match that I've seen so far. Because when you look at what they have, I mean, four of their touchdowns last season were scored by a receiver. Four. So that's the lowest in the NFL. It's insane. It's a wild thing. They are a Derrick Henry offense. The entire offense runs to Derrick Henry. But that's not going to win you Super Bowls, as they found out. You can make these miraculous postseason runs. You can you know, win a couple surprising playoff games. At the end of the day, if you can't throw the ball and get into the end zone and you don't have an offense that exists outside of one player, which I'm not discrediting anyone else on their roster, but that is just how they've built this offense. You're going to be kind of out of luck. And it's tough because AJ Brown is really the only guy left that was a starter last year. So now you've gotten rid of Corey Davis. You've gotten rid of Adam Humphreys. You've signed Josh Reynolds from the Rams, who I absolutely love and adore. Um, but 
you need this guy who's going to be the tentpole of your passing offense. And Julio Jones, he is going to be that guy, right? Yeah. So it makes sense. Would I like for that to happen? I would rather stab my eyes with ice picks. But (laughs) again, like that just makes the most sense. And if Julio Jones is happy, then cool. But um, but yeah, I mean, where do you think, where do you want him to go? Where do you think he's going to go? So where I, I honestly, I think he's going to go to the Patriots. Like that's what my gut feeling is telling me mm-hmm. just because it's, it's also super rare for Belichick to go out and get a star receiver like that to spend that kind of money on him. However, we are seeing a different Belichick than we have seen over the last decade he clearly got frustrated with being below average for one season he couldn't handle it and went out and just went on a spending frenzy and I think if he could finish off this offseason by getting Julio like that's just the most Belichick thing I've ever heard that's like the perfect coming full, full circle heading into this season do I want that to happen no just because I think like we talked about it prior when we hated the Patriots for so long because they were so good, they were so good. We're just sick of seeing them be great. Now we kind of feel sorry for them. If they have this incredible offseason, they get Julio and they come out very strong this season, whether that's with Cam or Mac. I don't really know how that's going to play out yet, but one or the other, that's just going to make me hate them again. Like it wasn't a long enough time of them being below average for me to be like, yeah, go Patriots. So I don't necessarily want to see it, but it does make a lot of sense. And I think that's somewhere he would be happy. I think him and Belichick would be great together. And like you said, it would be like the perfect kind of way to see if Cam can actually still be Cam or if it really is over. Where I would love for him to go is to LA on the Chargers with Justin Herbert. I just think he would take this team. And it's so biased because Mm -hmm. I love Justin Herbert. And I think that weapon for him would be so incredible. I think he would just take that team that's already very strong roster, brand new coach. I think it would just take them to the next level. I've kind of seen them in like dark horse conversations about it. They're not really in it. However, if this were to happen, I just think it would be absolutely fantastic. So that's that's what I'm praying for. That's what I would love to see. But everything in me is telling me he's going to end up in New England. Yeah. It's this is <laughs> deep breath. <laughs> this is so much this is so much drama because this just escalated this entire situation and now we're all on the edge of our seats and I know we asked for it, but um I think as early as – because there's no way – the Falcons, one, don't want to get rid of him. But there's no way it's going to happen this weekend because if it happens before June 1st or it happens before June 2nd, up to June 1st, they they take a $23 million cap hit where if they wait till June 2nd, they free up – what is it, about $15 million in cap space, $14 million in cap space? Yeah. So – I feel like we can make it through this weekend. We can all kind of sit back and like enjoy our Memorial Day weekend and relax for a little bit. And then June 2nd, it'll really be gung-ho. And I think it's going to happen very quickly after that point because now everybody knows he wants out. So people are going to start making offers. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I I just am... 
I I'm interested to see how this goes. I do feel for the Falcons. Let's let's talk through the Falcons and what yeah. we're kind of seeing. So they're obviously into OTAs. Matt Ryan's there. Love that. I think that's obviously we're still involuntary, so no one has that's veterans okay. do not have to be there. So um rookies already had their mini camp. I guess I'm interested, obviously, a lot of what the focus is for the Falcons coming into this offseason and into training is culture. And I think that has been really noted by by Arthur Smith that it's been said over and over again, we have to change the culture in Atlanta. Now, I saw clips and I heard reports and I think that there's accountability going on. There is a lot more structure in camp. Um but is culture enough to get them to where they want to go? And I'm just, based on what you've seen from OTAs, camp, and everything so far, where do you think they're headed broad overview in 2021? So broad overview, I see them being above 500. I see them being a good team. I don't see them being a great team yet. And I think there's a lot that's going to go into it, but everything I'm seeing, um, one, all right, fine. An excuse for me to talk about Kyle Pitts. Don't force me into it. Um, he's already coming in and kind of being like someone they can rely on off, mm-hmm. on offense. So for you to have, this was your fourth overall pick. This was a very big deal. They easily could have traded back. They chose not to, they went with him very smart move because he's just incredible in every way. Um, and for them to come out and kind of already be like utilizing him in that way. And their head coach, Arthur Smith on the Titans, he relied heavily on the one running back and two tight end offense. So for now you go out, you get him in the draft. So if they can kind of make that work, Matt Ryan's there, it does seem like there is culture building and there is talent there. So I don't think it's going to be enough. I can't see them being a playoff team, but I don't think this is going to be a treacherous season for the Falcons. I think it's they're moving in the right direction. And realistically, we probably have at maximum three years left with Matt Ryan. I'm thinking yeah. realistically more too. Um, but if they can make the most of those last couple of years, get some other weapons until he's gone and then eventually find your long-term quarterback replacement. I think they are moving in the right direction to be great long-term. So I'm excited for them. I don't have super high expectations, but definitely, definitely not afraid for them. I think they're in a good, good spot. Yeah, I I would agree. I think it's tough obviously because the bucks are going to run away with this division. We, We really have no idea what to expect from Carolina or new Orleans at this point, just given the shakeup in their rosters. It's going to be weird. And there's a lot of divisions like that. There's a lot of movement in free agency, a lot of people changing jerseys and things that are really up in the air. So where this division lands following the Buccaneers is really, you know, a mystery. And I think they have a good shot to really solidify at least second in this division. Just they, they have pieces that are coming back. They have pieces that they're really sure about and they have pieces that they've added that I think are going to be really beneficial for them. And like you mentioned what Arthur Smith likes to do and what, what we saw him do previously. I think when you add somebody specifically like Kyle Pitts, but also I'm obsessed with Mike Davis. I've been obsessed with Mike Davis. And I think 
I just think he's going to fit so well in this offense. And I do see a handful of players on this team having breakout seasons in the mm-hmm. sense of they have big games, they have big moments, they make Brian wave. Darby. Last yes. pick, he came out in OTAs and was incredible. Insane. Insane. And I think that's going to be the thing is you're, you're going to see people have breakout seasons, make big plays, make names for themselves, but I don't see them as a team overall having wild success this year. Now I think that that shores up probably over the next couple of years, just given a regime change and assuming all goes well and how we think this culture is going to shake out over the next few years. I think this will, they're going to trend up, but I'm just, I'm excited to see some of these guys play in Atlanta. And I think that's what has been missing for a while there. I haven't necessarily been that thrilled to watch an Atlanta game. I just haven't. It's not something I want to put on my television, but I'm here for it. Like, no, I'm, I'm going to look forward to seeing them this season and I'm, I'm rooting. I want them to do well. And I do. And I also think part of that's like the guilt right now. I feel so bad for them for how this past week has played out. So now I kind of want them no matter what happens with who, even if he ends up back there, like we still don't know. Nothing's a guarantee right now, Mm -hmm. but I want them to come out and do well this season. Yeah. I, did you see speaking of Mike Davis, the photo of his legs? No. Oh, yes. Yes. I saw it on Twitter. Insane. First of all, insane. Crazy. If you ever doubted him, like I, I can't, I can't with the, with Mike Davis slander anywhere, but I just saw that and I was like, his legs. I saw someone tweet the other day and they were like, which NFL players' legs could, or which NFL players could crush a watermelon with their thighs? And I'm like, first of all, probably a lot of them, but, (laughs) but definitely Mike Davis. That was the first thing I saw when I saw that picture. I was like, he could do it. Yeah. He He could could crush a watermelon easily. Yeah. In his sleep. Uh, But yeah, no, this is the Falcons has been one wild ride, but one thing. I've been keeping my eye on. And I think from the way you were hinting at it, I think I'm being, all right, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Let's, get there. let's do it. Let's because do it. this, I love this man, like with my entire being. Um, and I can't picture him anywhere else, but in Green Bay. So mm-hmm. I, I think I have to kind of, I'm living in like a pipe dream right now. And I'm so convinced. I'm like, you know, everything's going to be fine. And and he's going to go back and he's going to be a Packer. Like he just came off an MVP season. There's no way he's going to retire. And I've been telling myself this for so long. I literally listened to a whole interview of Brett Favre being like, there is no way Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, he will. It's fine. Everything's fine. So I think I'm just trying to like keep myself sane and convince myself that this is going to happen. But you kind of hinted at it already. I think there's a very real chance the bridge is burned there. Yeah. I just, I also think that it's not the Packers versus every other team in the NFL. Now it's, it's the Packers versus life because we're watching Aaron Rodgers live his best life. Oh, like he is, he's on vacation with Beyonce. <laughs> he's playing in a golf tournament. Like he is just doing whatever he wants. He's chilling. He's chilling. He's in Hawaii. He's doing all the things. He looks very comfortable just having a good time. And I think he's that talking is about having a family. Correct. Which, which is, is not something, something we never, yeah, we never not, heard. <laughs> not something we're used to. He is the ultimate bachelor. Despite being in long-term relationships, he's always had a very bachelor mentality. Mm-hmm. But I, I do love it for him. I, I like seeing him enjoy it and be happy and enjoy life. And I just think that when you look at 
when you look at the state of the Packers, right, I just don't know that anyone out there is going to be able to accommodate a trade of this size, right? Because this is not Julio Jones. This is not, this is probably the biggest, I mean, take out Tom Brady Mm -hmm. going to Tampa, right? If you remove that trade, this would be the biggest trade in probably a decade, right? Just looking at what history he's built in Green Bay, the caliber of player, what we saw him come back and do last year after people really thought that he was kind of on a downward slope. He's absolutely capable of taking a team to the Super Bowl still. So when you look at this and what he's put on paper and on film over the last year, I don't see any team in the league being able to conjure up some sort of equity to get Aaron Rodgers. It's impossible. It's impossible. How do you put a price on Aaron Rodgers? You can't. You just can't. Now, with that being said, do you think he's ready to just pack up and retire? I don't know. See, and and that's where I struggle because I do think that I, I can't imagine him going anywhere just because I can't see any team making it happen. But I also think he's just so committed to I'm not going back to play in Green Bay that I'm a little confused as to like what will actually happen once involuntary OTAs come around and you're actually in the thick of camp and things have to be done and things have to be decided. And I'm not really sure what's going to happen there. And that's the issue is that this could be a really great case of him calling their bluff on, hey, you wanted to draft a backup quarterback. You got him. Now go play with them, right? Yeah. And I think that's tough because they're not in a position to play with Jordan Love at the ad quarterback and, and win games. Like they're just not. They're not. And that's nothing against Jordan Love. I just don't know that they're this is not a Jimmy Garoppolo situation. This isn't a guy who's been sitting back and being groomed for 10 plus years. This isn't it, right? Like this is very much him calling their bluff. And I would assume if he doesn't, even if he goes back to Green Bay, I can I can foresee him missing a large portion of camp and then really having to scramble to figure out what are we going to do? One, if he doesn't come to camp, one, if he doesn't play at all, mm-hmm. how do we proceed with his offense? So I'm not even mad at that. Honestly. No, I, and like I said, this might be me living in denial, which it, there's a very real chance that that's true, but knowing how he is and knowing he's a master manipulator, I really believe that he is just sitting back, letting all of these stories unfold. And he's like, I'm going to live my best life. I'm going to have my fun. And like you said, I think he is playing the Packers. And it's like, this is what you wanted. This is what you get. See what you can do with it. And I think I don't know if he's holding, I really don't think he's holding out for money. A lot of people think like, I really think it's more of like a confidence thing. And he's cause he's petty. He doesn't talk to his own family. You think the Packers think they can outsmart him? Like, yeah, it, it's not going to happen. He's so the really, king. He's he the king is, of petty. He, he is the king of petty. It is his world. Everybody else is in his mind. I mean, I'm living in it, but it's his world. Everybody else is just living in it. And I really think he's just going to sit back and he's like, no, I'm just going to let this play out and just see what happens. Like, I think in his mind, he feels like he's going to go back there and he's just going to let it run its course. And maybe he gets more money from it. Like, who knows? Or maybe someone offers up the entire world for him and he goes to a new organization, which I don't think he's opposed to either. I think he's pretty open to anything right now. So I I feel like this is going to stress me out literally up until week one when the season is starting and we know exactly what is going to be going on. 
Yeah, he had a great quote about this. He said, it's just kind of about a philosophy and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. And I think that is a common theme with a lot of these players that are calling the team's bluff, really putting them in a position to demand trades and really, you know, empower themselves to make decisions. And I think you're looking, we've talked about it before, you're looking at Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. You're looking at what level he gets to be in on those decisions. What At what extent is he part of the front office as well? To what extent is he part of the coaching staff as well? Because I think we've seen that too. And I think when you have someone of Roger's caliber, and I'm not going to sit here and say, we can compare stats, we can compare rings, we can do whatever we want to do. I'm not saying he's at Brady's level. I'm not saying he'll ever reach Brady's level, but he is definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's a quarterback that is generational. He's a guy that just happened to come up around a bunch of other generational quarterbacks at the Mm -hmm. same time. So he is in a position where the team is very much focused on treating him like he's a a bench warmer or a third-string quarterback, and that's just not the case. And I think this is just part of the avalanche that's happening across the league of players really saying we are taking back power and control. And I think that's a perfect way to put it is that they are forgetting that the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, like the reason that is hard for us to envision it is because he is the face of the franchise right now. He's the person who puts butts in seats. He's the person who brings people to the TV to watch them play. He is the person who has now become the Packers identity. And without him, and you tried, not only did you try to call his bluff last year, draft a quarterback and really put a fire under his ass and try to make something, you made it awkward for no reason. But then now, now you've put yourself in a position where that fake backup plan that you tried to just use to make a point, you might have to lean on that plan. And yeah, I think that's what's scaring them the most because they did it. They knew there was drama. They knew they created this awkward situation. But then halfway through the season, Aaron Rodgers looked like he was having the time of his life this season, regular yeah. season. Yeah. He was having so much fun. He was killing it. They get to the playoffs. They make it to the NFC Championship. Coaching blew that game. And now you just pissed him off again. And I think they kind of like thought they fixed it like towards the end of the regular season. They were like, we have this great team. Like he's doing great. Like that MVP season. Um, and now he's kind of like, all right, I just gave you that. Now you have to deal with the problems that you caused last year. And I really think they thought they were going to get away with it. And now it's come back up to bite them again. And, and they also screwed up the draft again this year. Yeah. They didn't do anything to help him. And that's the, that's the craziest part is not only did you put yourselves in this position because you tried to put pressure on him with Jordan love, which is a laughable thing to say but you did it. Now you've annoyed him. You didn't draft him any help. Then you pretty much do nothing in free agency. You have a season that's not not a failure. You have a pretty successful season. He runs an MVP campaign throughout the season. You think because he won games and he had a great season for him that he's going to forget everything that happened in the past. You think that now you don't have to put weapons around him. You don't have to spend money. You give him zero say-so in the draft and free agency trades. You give him zero trust on the field and off the field. And now you're surprised that he doesn't want to show up to your facility. It's wild. It's a wild thing to be surprised by because yeah, you, no, you've wronged him over that. and over again. I'm like, what, what do you expect at this point? They 
woke the beast <laughs> and then are like confused as to why it's pissed. Yeah. Like that. And it makes no sense to me at all. And I just feel like it happened really quickly because I feel like him and LaFleur had a great relationship. Like when he yeah. first got there, they yeah. were buddy buddies. But then something I, I really feel like it was after the draft last year, knowing the love situation. Things just change. And I, I, everyone can say Aaron Rodgers is petty. Like he is, duh. Like that's how he, this isn't new. This isn't news. This is just how he's always been. He always puts himself first, which I think is a good way to be to an extent. But I feel like he has very, very valid reasons for yeah. being as pissed as he is. And I honestly think he's handling it like a boss because I feel like at the end of the day, something is going to work out for him because he knows how talented he is. Everybody else knows how talented he is and something is going to pull through. Yeah. He's look, he's chilling. He, and that's the thing is, is it, is it petty at this point or is it just asking for what you've earned and what is entitled to you based on your performance and what you've given to the franchise? And I'm, I'm, more inclined to go with the latter on that one. I think he's petty in so many areas of his life. He's done petty <gasps> crap for a long time, but this isn't this isn't that situation. I think he's definitely justified. And look, he doesn't care at all. He's out there. He's jamming a Taylor Swift with Miles Teller, Miles Teller's wife. So I'm just like, you really. I mean, I don't know what more you could want. You're in Hawaii with other celebrities a celebrity couple you're double dating to a vacation in hawaii and you're just jamming out to taylor swift in the kitchen i'm i don't know what else you Sounds can like heaven to me it's literally all of my favorite things combined into one i'm here Jam for Aaron rogers jamming to taylor swift in hawaii like that's everything i want in life yeah i'm i'm so here for it i just i want him to be happy that's what i, I say about know. he deserves the world i wish i could give it to him myself he does <laughs> All right. Well, we will definitely keep an eye on that situation and Julio Jones. But do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Oh, wait. Hold on. Here's oh. this is this is an off brand, but do it. Did you ever see this is like so, so pop culture? The spectacular now with Shailene and Miles Teller. And now yeah. they're all vacate and i think they were in divergent together too like yes. that series mm -hmm. um and how they're all just like buddy like i just think it's so cute how it all came yeah. it's all. adorable i love it i love to see it i love how happy aaron Rodgers is with her when he said the word fiance i was just like oh my gosh it's adorable yes i was in applebee's why all my oh my god <laughs> all my big football moments happen i found out aaron Rodgers was engaged in applebee's and i found out drew Brees was retiring in applebee's I mean, I'm just so going to sit there all weekend and wait for Julio Jones news. <laughs> Maybe Applebee's is like your place. I have a place like that. It's a uh, Miller's Ale House. <gasps> I Stop. I love Miller's. Okay. Did you see the tweet that was going around? I was, I'm personally offended. This guy put a zinger, a picture of a zinger mountain melt on his mm -hmm. Twitter. And the post read this restaurant in Orlando serves chicken tenders on cheesy fries and i was like first of all the disrespect and the unculturedness that way. of this the, this restaurant in orlando are you talking about this dynasty of sports bars across the southeast region is that what you're referring to miller's alehouse a dynasty to be respected and revered by all okay and then on top of that you said they put chicken tenders nope they're zingers they're zingers they're zingers on cheese fries. Nope, it's a mountain melt. Put some respect 
on I, their name. Okay. Have you had zingers. the zingers mac and cheese? I've had the zingers everything. Yes. Oh my I'm, God. Stop. Now I don't want to go there. I'm literally going to get off the show and go to Miller's. I know. I have. So I've always The lived. margarita pitchers. Yes. First of all, prices. I mean, if they don't sponsor us, <laughs> I'm just no, this, this is a it. lot of this is a lot of free advertisement. We are your number one fans. <laughs> this is a lot of free advertisement. I always wanted. I always say I want to get proposed to in a Millersdale house. Like I can't. I've all my big sad and good life moments have happened there. I cried in the Millersdale house bathroom when we lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship. I've experienced everything there. Love it. Right now, the closest one to me is 25 minutes away. It's absolutely unacceptable. I've been looking into if there's any franchising plans coming for one closer to me, but I am moving within 10 minutes of one soon. So heads up, there will be a lot of zingers content. You know, I have one five minutes down the road for me and it's me and my sister wake up and we're like, what do you want to eat? And it's always Miller's and we get nachos, we get pot stickers, we get zingers. Oh my God. Okay, it's, it's unreal. How We're good. gonna we gotta clip it. We gotta we clip gotta it. we gotta clip it. We gotta tag Millers. I I'm just I don't want anything. I just want you guys to recognize because I've been here since the start. I've been a Millers Ale House like advocate. I any I the one thing I'm passionate about in on this planet, if nothing else, is Millers Ale House. So I'll just say that. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'm in the wrong career path. Maybe I should just own a Millers Ale House. Honest, open one near your place. I should. You should. I should. I'll come work there for you. I've been a server. I'm telling you. I know. And here's the thing: is like if you know it, you know that not all of them are created equal. So there's better ones. There's better ones. There's worse ones. I know what the quality control measurements need to be. I'm. I'm here for it. I'm ready. I'm ready to take ownership. This took such a turn. <laughs> I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad we're on the same page. Some of my friends make fun of me for loving Miller so much. And I'm like, why? Why is there not to love? I've been on so many dates where they're like, where do you want to go? And a lot of dates, as you can imagine, involve watching games or yeah. something. It's a natural way to have a conversation. It so it's like, whatever. But a lot of them, they'll be like, oh, where do you want to go? Like, Duffy is this place. And I'm like, no, 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 we're going to Ale House. And they're like, why? And I'm like, First of all, <laughs> we're up. not we're not going anymore because that kind of <laughs> attitude will not be tolerated. So yeah, it's it's a problem. It's a problem. All right. Well, on, on that note, we're gonna clip it up. Millers, please sponsor us. Um, and for everyone else, just follow us, rate, review, subscribe <laughs> on Apple's and on Apple, Apple's Apple and iTunes. Nope, Apple and Spotify. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We're getting there. The, the Ale House conversation really threw me off because I'm so passionate about it. And I'm also so hungry. So two two things that are not a good mix for Ale House speak. But, but yeah, follow us on Instagram at Onside Chicks, Twitter Onside Chicks Pod, subscribe on Twitch, YouTube, rate, review, subscribe on Apple and Spotify. And we will catch you guys next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.